uh, what do they call Thursday? What do you call Thursday? Friday, Junior. Right. So it's your birthday, Junior. It's my birthday, Junior. Yeah. Yeah. It's my last day as a 28-year-old. Oh my gosh! Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. It's a momentous occasion. It is Jeremiah's last day as a 28-year-old. Yeah. Any big plans? You know, I'm thinking about it. You know, I'm still in the process of moving. So, okay. You know, that's a big thing. You know, moving is not really like you move and you done. It's like, oh, I moved. No. And I have 50 boxes to unpack. And setting up everything. I was going to say, you. that's a whole thing. My mom is still mad at my aunt for not helping us set up my apartment after my graduation. <laughs> that's the actually the important part to set up. <laughs> yes. Because it's like, now I'm just here with a bunch of boxes. Uh-huh. So like, and in your mind, you'd be like, it's going to be a breeze. Right. But now you're in a new place. And so you re-envision, like, well, maybe I could set it up this right. way. I could do it this way. The first walkthrough, you're like, oh, I quit this here, this here. Once you actually have the stuff in there, you're like, oh, I don't even feel this wall no more. No. I actually hate sense. this wallpaper. Everybody, get out. <laughs> I'm moving again. Everybody out. Yeah, the moving process is... It's one of those things where I feel like if you can at least have... Uh, some patience and you don't feel like you have to like immediately do it then you're good I as a cancer never have that so when people come to my house after I move somewhere they're always like how long have you lived here forever yes because it always feels like in three months it's like you've lived here forever and when we moved uh, during the pandemic of course like we couldn't get anything because everything was like back ordered right right. so we, we we lived in this house with like no couches for like five months, okay. which may feel like big whoop, but it was there was like nowhere to like be outside of the bedroom like right. together. So it just felt like what's well, different. You like living in an apartment. It's like there's no couch versus you live in a home with multiple rooms. <laughs> it's like, there's no furniture in this room. It's just an empty room. This feels like a money laundering house. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that was a weird thing. And so like the day we got our couches was like, oh, now it feels like we finally live here. Well, I can't wait for you to feel that way. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to you celebrating your birthday tomorrow um, and all the things. Yes, I'm excited. Good. Well, we're excited because it is a group chat Thursday. We love a group it chat is. Thursday. We're going to talk about all the things. And uh, like what? Like, <laughs> what are all the things we're going to talk about? Well, there was this viral hot take about older people in government and their role in government. So we're going to break that down a bit and just kind of talk about the role of older people in the workplace. Young people in the workplace, people at work. We go talk about that. We well, okay, but we always be talking about people at work. Yes. But I think it's important to discuss the fact that like there's this ageism that does mm-hmm. take place in the workplace, mm-hmm. but for some reason it doesn't take place in the mm-hmm. government. Right, right. <laughs> like why though? Why? That's what I want to talk about. Why? Because it honestly is nonsense. That is true. Plus, we got most likely to. I'm gonna give out a seal show superlative. So stay locked in to find out who it goes to. We also have a guest. We do. We have a guest. We have uh, Mari Kopney is going to be joining us. Little Miss Flint talk about the continuing Flint water crisis. And I think a lot of people thought, like the pandemic, that it was done. It was over. But it continues to exist. We also lost Tina Turner yesterday. I know. I can't have no word. She's your private dancer. I know people are like, Amanda, like, why are you so, like, joyous? I was like, I'm not joyous. But, like, she lived a beautiful, long life. A legend. A legend. And I think we uh, we just really be on some like sorrow, sorrow, sorrow about death. And really, it's like it's inevitable. It's coming. And especially if people got to live like their full, full, full life and like reach their full potential. I feel like it should be celebration. And give so much to the culture. Yes. So many hits. So many hits. And dance moves, costumes, wigs. When I was a little girl, I had a rag doll. 
wigs. Rest in peace, Tina. I'm, I'm picturing that skirt, that it's red leather skirt. By the touch of your hand. Eras. Listen, I remember watching that video as a little girl, like, look at that. She's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool chick right there. <laughs> well, we got all that coming up. So stick around because we've got a great show, great conversation. And we mm-hmm. want to take calls from you, of course. So make sure you hit us up. one 855 8 I got a bone to pick with y'all. We literally said, if you are our black voters, hit us up and let us know what you want your president to actually be talking about in this election. Mm-hmm. Nobody called. Nobody called. And y'all will be the first to complain about, that's why I don't like our president. The first mess. I wasn't asking that perfunctorily. I was asking that because I think it really is important that we get an idea of like what people really want and that we start thinking more collectively and less singularly. And this radio show allows for that to possibly happen. So if you would like to, you know, follow my instructions, please call me up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Let me know. What would you want from this next president? And what would you need for you to want to vote for them? And if you aren't a voter, what would you need to hear from a president that's running that would make you want to vote? 1-855-AMANDA-8. Listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. What's good, y'all? It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. Now, I was just saying, Jeremiah... On the last break, y'all did not call in and tell me what you would want the president, like what would you would want your next president to have to be running on mm-hmm. for, in order for you to vote? Mm-hmm. Like what platform? Yeah. And I asked people to tell me that and like nobody called and I'm still upset about it. Thank God. But it brings us to our next talking point. Well, our first talking point of the day. Right. So someone tweeted one day, what are people talking about? And somebody commented this, which is interesting. They said people aren't talking about how 70 to 80 year olds are generally regarded as unemployable due to mental decline, skill mismatch. Their words, not mine. Yet (laughs) they're exclusively running the country. They are exclusively running the country, whether that be in the executive branch, in the office of the presidency, the judicial branch with uh, the Supreme Court or the legislative branch with with Congress of the Senate and the House. A lot of old people in there. There it is. Let's hit that with a hold on, hold on. <laughs> because I think it's really important to note that this is not necessarily ageism, which is what I said at the mm-hmm. top of the show, but it is a fact that our brains and our bodies degenerate at mm-hmm. a certain age, right? Mm-hmm. It is also a fact that we are continuously as a society advancing. There are changes. There are Mm -hmm. different interests. And my frustration with this whole political system is a lot of times just the fact that people become like lifelong politicians. And I don't think that should be the case. I don't think that's actually serving the community or serving the people to the best interest because that means that you are no longer with the people. Right. It's more self-serving. Make sure your lights stay on versus make sure the people's lights stay on in their neighborhood. You shouldn't be allowed to be a lifelong politician. Like literally you should not be allowed to. Like you should, if you if your only version of being a lifelong politician should be that maybe that you are able to like be in different positions. Mm-hmm. So like Kamala, you know, was a DA, then she was a senator and now she is the VP. VP. So like that is an I that is a version of being a lifelong politician that mm-hmm. I'm not like like she worked her way up to the ranks the way people would do like in a corporate space essentially. But she needed to get voted right to do that. Mm-hmm. Like she still needed the electoral she still needed the votes of the people in order to do mm-hmm. that. Whereas you get a lot of these folks that you're like, "Well, Amanda, these folks still have to get reelected, but 
Yeah, it's like yes and no. Because <laughs> when you're in that same position, you're basically building contracts with the people around that mm-hmm. town or that city, that state. And those people will make sure that you stay in office if you're serving them. Right. Well, sometimes, too, the misinformation train will have you thinking, has people thinking you serving them whole time. <laughs> you pulling one over on them. And they don't even know it. Whole time. Whole time. And they really are just like, oh, I like to be in this position of power. That's mm-hmm. really what it is. People love this power thing. So now when you look at the older folks that are in position, you're like, okay. So you don't have this power this whole time. Look at Diane Feinstein. Diane Feinstein is literally suffering from dementia. And she is still in the she is still in the House of Representatives representing California. She needs to go. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, don't mess up this whole situation because she wanted to stay in power. She tried to stay too long. But for what? I think sometimes people do have, not all people, I think some people do have like, uh, they feel like deeply embedded in the work for some people. They're like, I really feel like I, I could continue to fight, especially with older people that, you know, sometimes they don't, they don't realize they've gone beyond their um, not, means. Yeah. Like they've kind of extended themselves. So I think in that case, sometimes people don't know when to bow out. We talked about that with like baseball. We basketball, talked about that yesterday, with yeah. basketball and sports. But I think too, some people really, like you said, they love power. They want, they want, to, they want to hold that space. Because after you do that, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. We are such a country that is attached to position mm-hmm. and to career mm-hmm. that a lot of people feel like without it, they have no purpose. Right. Uh, and that's to me like, really sad Mm. because there's so much other purpose. And when you're in government, I think to your point, a lot of folks feel like, no, I got to be here because if I'm not fighting, no one else will be fighting. Mm. And it's like, yeah, but you're not even physically or mentally able to to at the same level, like the same way that you were saying LeBron, like he just don't have the, his body can't do the thing. Right, right, right. So I don't know how this is going to change because we all know that they want to keep this type of thing because they're like, this is going to keep serving us. I don't think so. But I am interested to find out what would happen when young people begin to, you know, infiltrate the government? Well, we've started to see. So yeah. let's talk about it when we get back. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Talk to me, baby. Now. 24-7. Make sure you call us up 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's group chat on the Amanda Seals Show. What's good, y'all? This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. And we would love to get your calls on uh, this topic that we've been talking about for group chat Thursday. How, <laughs> if 70 to 80 year olds are generally regarded as unemployable due to mental decline slash skill mismatch, why are they exclusively running the country? Mm-hmm. This is a real question that was asked on Twitter. And we said, oh, we're going to snatch that up and bring it to the group chat. We want to hear from you all. Hit us up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It brings us, though, to the young folks. Mm-hmm. We saw the first Gen Zer enter. Max Frost. Enter Congress. Um, in, out, of Florida, out of Florida, by the way. Yeah, out of Florida. A Democrat. Yes. So I'm curious as someone who's, I guess I'm still, I'm still a young person, especially in the world of politics. I'm real young. You're I'm, real young. <laughs> I mean, you are... You said this is your last day at 28. Isn't AOC, AOC like might be 30. Okay. I'm a young millennial, so, but I am interested to see like how young people begin to change government. She's 33. Okay. So, you know, she, she could have been in high school with me probably a year, <laughs> a year or two older than me. Um, but I am curious to see like how young people will change the way government works because they're a new generation. They have fresh ideas. They've seen a lot, especially millennials and Gen Z been through recession, mm. terrorist attacks. It's been through school so much. Shootings. School shootings. Domestic and foreign territory. Right. There's been so much. So I wonder how like those experiences will 
play a part in their legislative work. Well, I think that's what this government is really scared about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the What we've seen Republicans specifically talk about uh, is that they want to raise the voting age because mm-hmm. of this fear and that they want to create limitations for people to be able to vote on college campuses. Mm-hmm. They know that Gen Z ain't here for play. Right. And they and Gen Z has made it abundantly clear and they did so with their vote during the midterms, right? Mm-hmm. They said very clearly with their vote during the midterms, no, this is not going to be a red wave. And they also have voted in response to Roe v. Wade in different states. You know, like I think it was Kansas where Roe v. Wade ended up, uh, you know, where abortion rights ended up being protected. And mm-hmm. they were there. People were shocked. Like, right. how did this happen? It's because folks came out to vote that y'all had written off and thought were lazy. Well, because also, too, before there was a time where exclusivity was a thing, mm-hmm. um, excluding people. That, not just in politics, in culture. Yes. Like you look at brands like Victoria's Secret, they were like about the Victoria's Secret angel. Everyone's perfect. And then you see kind of as Gen Z kind of coming to the fold, those type of brands and that messaging declines. We I, saw men dressed in, right. we saw men dressed in bathing suits right. for Adidas. Or even like Rihanna's Savage Fancy is about including everybody. So you have a generation who's about like, we all can inclusivity, eat. We yeah. all should be here. So when the government is reflecting that, and when brands are reflecting that, they're like, no, we want something different. So you kind of see it across the board where they're like, no, we're dismantling this whole thing. Well, you know, we're in this really weird time, right? Because for millennials, we are the transition generation. Like mm-hmm. technologically, we literally mm-hmm. are the transition generation. And I think we also are politically the transition generation mm-hmm. because we are the generation that's kind of like in the middle of when government went from being this thing that was kind of only paid attention to by like people who paid attention to government right. to now this thing that is basically re, re, uh, repositioning mm-hmm. a, as a part of everyday life. Donald Trump, for all of his terrible horribleness, repositioned politics as something that everybody needs to pay attention to. Yeah. Because one, he was on TV every day, but two, there. He, <laughs> he really he, was on TV every day. Every day, every single day. But also he set off such a firestorm where now all these other politicians be doing that, that like mm. you are now like, wait a minute, if I don't pay attention, like Marjorie Taylor Greene going to keep making laws. Like mm. if I don't pay attention, like these types of things happen. So I have to pay attention. Mm. Um, so now our generation is aging out of that per se. And when we see Gen Z coming in, Gen Z has only lived in that. Right. Well, I think you, you, they, a lot of them started off with the caught up in the rapture of the Obama administration. You have a first black president. And I think a lot of people realize, oh, post Obama. No, but they were kids. But they no, weren't. Not, well, I mean, like just the idea, like there is a black president. Even like older millennials are like, oh, we in that phase of like, oh, this is good. We're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah. Kinda. And then I think post Obama with Trump, but not just with Oof. Trump. You see people kind of reconcile Obama's administration. Like, oh, we love the fact that we had a black president. However. But what did that, what did that mean for us? How yes. did that actually change us? And then you see the reality show of the Trump administration. Like, oh. where are we? What's going on? <laughs> so I think all those things kind of come together to create a, a perfect storm for Gen Z to come in and be like, you know, we change things up. We knock down this wall. We're taking these folks out. It's a done deal. They flipping the house. Flipping the house. Let's, I hope so. I hope, Gen Z, what, what can we do? To give y'all the tools to flip Massa's house. <laughs> Not Massa's house. <laughs> Hit us up, 1855-AMANDA8. That's 1855-262-6328. Do you agree with us? Do you feel like Gen Z are the next and they're going to come in here and shake things up? Or do you think they're going to get jaded like everybody else? 1855-AMANDA8. That's 1855-262-6328. When we get back, we're going to talk about some, sometimes we're being, some fields where being older is actually an asset. Right. All old people. We need some old people in some places. We like old people. Oh my God. Stop calling them old people. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This is the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with... <laughs> Jeremiah, like the Bible. And we've been talking about this idea that we got like old folks that don't... We're, basically old folks ain't getting hired for jobs, but yet they're running the country. Mm-hmm. And how does that make sense? And then we mm-hmm. talked about the fact that Listen, Gen Z is coming up and they really going to change the country. I really believe they will. Yeah. But I don't want to discard the the wisdom mm-hmm. of having older folks in positions. The question is, what positions would make sense? That's true. I think a lot of times people think, oh, you get older, you age out, you don't know anything. But I think you do need some skin in the game to do a lot of things. I think even, I mean, in your field of entertainment, I think... Some of the best actors and actresses are people who are older, who, who, who've lived a life. Yeah. Because that's what you're able to reflect that in the work. Like, if you can't really live nothing. You can't it's re- true. You cry, but it's like, mm, this is acting. They ain't a real cry. <laughs> Versus when Viola gives that snot cry. We've seen, that's we know. That's come from somewhere. Yes. That's a 1976 <laughs> cry, snot ball. So I think in, in instances like that, I think that experience just definitely shows. I think that that is probably genuine too for like all the arts, mm-hmm. um, you know, where there's a certain level of emotional mm-hmm. journey that you mm-hmm. have gone through that you can bring into the artistic space. But I also think that has something to do. Um, I think it also holds a place in the kind of work I do about like speaking. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't, I, I remember when I was like 28, I think I was your age. And I had had lunch with uh, Lola Anganuke, who is a very well-known journalist and uh, pundit. And she told me you're not going to have your own show <laughs> until you're at least 35. And I was like, how dare you? And I was like, what would even make you say that to me? That's so like disheartening. And she was like, because you need experience. Mm-hmm. She was like, right now you just have smarts. You just have intellect, but you don't have experience. So and she was like, together. she was like for the time, for the type of conversations that you want to have and the type of empowerment that you want to bring people, like they have to trust you mm-hmm. and they're not going to really be able to truly trust you Unless you really have like the experience behind it. Now, of course, we live in a TikTok era where that probably can be contested. But I think for my personal brand, like me being older at this point, like I've never looked at it like, dang, like I'm aging out. I feel like it's actually only going to help. You know what else is a good job? You got to be old. Teaching? Yes. I need an old professor. Yes. Especially, okay, depending on the discipline, like what mm. I'm learning. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I want to feel like you know some stuff. Like a history professor, you got to have like a great beard. You got to look like, you got to have patches on your elbows. Right. I don't need a 26-year-old <laughs> history professor like, hey, yo, what can we about to talk about history? But why? I don't, I don't know. I think it's just like the idea. Because they're just studying history. They don't have to be the history. Yes. But I feel like you've seen, to your point, there's something about having the intellect, but being able to also connect the lived experience of yep. like, I saw this happen in real time. I was there in this, in this space and I'm able to see it with um, hindsight. I think there's also something to be said for once you have lived through even experience that is not involved in the history that you're teaching, you're mm-hmm. able to draw connections. Yes. You're able to say, okay, this is what an example of how history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. You're able to draw those conclusions that for what it's worth, a lot of people are trying to cut out of history at this right. point. They're really trying to make history just like, here's some <laughs> dots on the timeline. None of them actually connect to each other. They don't actually reflect anything. They just happened. And now, you know, voila. Right. And I think too, when we think, talk about people getting older, I think the key part of it is always learning. So I think anybody, if they're actively learning and growing, 
they're able to be an asset in any space. I think when you stop, when you feel like I know enough, I got it. I feel like that's where you get, you get well, see, tripped but that, up. But that's where a lot of old <laughs> folks end up. They end up in the, I don't need to try anymore. I don't need to learn anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do anymore because I'm already grown. And so I think that is what actually stunts anybody. Right. No matter how old you are. But we solved it. We did it. We always do it on the Amanda Seal show. <laughs> whether, whether y'all agree or not, we did it, y'all. We did it. But call us let us know if we did it. Call us let us know if we did it. So do you think that, like, what are some positions, what are some jobs, what are some fields that you feel like age and experience mm. actually makes, like, a real difference? And I would love to hear if there's anybody who has, like, had that experience themselves. Okay. That's true. Like, I did this job at this age. And then now I'm doing this job at this age. It's a whole different kind of situation. Hit us up. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. For the record, when I be saying, like, call us up, like, I really mean it. Like, I'm not just saying it because it's radio. I really want to hear from y'all. We, I would love to be able to have a show where we're just taking calls all day. But y'all got to call us to do that. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. What do we got coming up next? Coming up next, we're going to have my most likely to. I'm giving out a seal show superlative. So stay locked in to find out who it is. Hmm. See me in the Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all, this is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and it is time for Jeremiah Like the Bible to give us his most likely to. So today's Seal Show superlative is most likely to do her big one. And you're like, who did her big one? I got to give it to so, Did her what? Do they big one. Do her big one. Big one. Big one. Okay. Big one. <laughs> and it's going to none other than Miss Halle Bailey. Because tomorrow is the premiere of The Little Mermaid. Where oh my she gosh, stars as yes! the first black Ariel. Ariel. And people was giving her heat for the past two, three years. I since mean. Since they announced it. Yes. They have been on her head. Before Honestly, we, I'm surprised it's actually finally coming out. It right. feels like I've been hearing about this forever. Before we even got a trailer at anything, just announcement. People, no. How dare you? <laughs> but somebody did say one thing y'all couldn't, y'all couldn't contest was that voice. People couldn't said, do it. Oh, the hair is wrong. I don't like the fish. I don't like this. They can't say about that voice. Nothing. Because the voice is voicing. Also, the same week, the trailer for the new color purple also dropped, which Hallie's also a part of. Yes, she is. Playing um, Nettie. Me and you will never part. My da da. Yes. Quincy Jones also is back as the producer for the film. So Incredible. Shout out to him. And we know this is the musical adaptation yes. from the Broadway play. Yep. So Hallie's going to be singing once again, showing y'all like, stop playing with the girl. Stop playing with it. <laughs> and I'm actually just actually happy to see that as someone who like followed like Chloe and Hallie's career. You uh-huh. see Chloe doing her solo work as a singer, but also Hallie just having her own moment as the younger sister doing her big one as like the first black Ariel, which is crazy. Like the fact that we have a, we have, we have you, I know you hate first blacks, but it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> to see that just imagery is like, wow, we are, it's something beautiful for the young people. Also, I love the Color Purple uh, musical. That's actually the first Broadway show I ever saw in oh, like wow. middle school. So I'm excited to see the adaptation. I wonder if Brandon was in the show when you saw it. My homeboy Brandon, he played Harpo. Maybe. 07. Tony nominated. I remember he literally was like at my house when he got Tony nominated. Really? But like my little apartment in Harlem. <laughs> and my, like, mom, my mom was like cooking in the kitchen. She's like, Brandon, I have to make you a meal. <laughs> Let me throw something together real quick. Let me real throw quick, real quick. But that's how humble Brandon was. That's how humble Brandon is. Well, I think, you know, and speaking of humble, I feel like Hallie does have like a very humble spirit. Mm-hmm. And you know what, though? She don't need to do. 
I think that's the first thing that we always try and do with, with particularly black women when they get some greatness. It's like, oh, stay humble. Right. Stay humble. It's like, sh- ma'am. This your moment. Hit the balcony. <laughs> Let everybody know. I'm here. I'm here, Lord. And only death can take it from me. Her running, in, I'd say her in the trailer, her running in the rain. I'm like, why? Because it's not rain in the original no. movie. I'm like, oh, <laughs> they said drama. She's in the rain. Yeah. Mr. Got a shotgun. Yeah. I said, okay. Y'all Baby, coming. this is theater. Theater. So I'm happy to see that. So shout out to Hallie doing her big one. And that is my seal show superlative. All right. We love it. Y'all know you love it too. Hit us up 1855-AMANDA8. That's 1855-262-6328 to tell us what else you love. Remember also, you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts. We are available everywhere. And if you want to listen to us in the radio on your in your car, you can go to the Amanda Seal Show and see if we are, uh, you know, in your city. All right. When we get back, we got more of Group Chat Thursday for you. So don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. that much closer to the weekend and to Jeremiah like the Bible's birthday. That's right. Which is tomorrow. Shout out to the Geminis. Uh, Today, by the way, is National Wine Day. National Missing Children's Day. I don't know if the wine people and the missing children people had a conversation because those are two completely different days. Also, National Blueberry Cheesecake Day. (laughs) Okay. As if that means anything. National Heat Awareness Day. Where the heat at in LA? (laughs) True. Because this has been chilly. Chilly McWilly. Also, National Road Trip Day. Anywhere you want to go on a road trip that you haven't done? I mean, I would love to do a road trip up the coast. Same. That's just to see the coast. I mean, I feel like in theory, like a cross-country road trip. But it's like, ooh. No desire. I mean, low-key, I did do that. I drove from Texas. Actually, I drove from Atlanta to Texas. And I moved to Texas. I drove from Texas to L.A. Oh, wow. You've done it. (laughs) I kind of did it. Um, Without the actual stopping and enjoying the scene. Did you drive by yourself? Mm Mm-hmm. Who are you? I don't know. Super mad. And I did that when I was like, well, you know, I went to school in D.C., so I was used to driving up to D.C. with my car. So that's like 11 hours. Oh, wow. So from Atlanta to Texas was probably about 13 hours. Did you drive straight? The first time, I believe I did. When I came from Texas to L.A., it was like a two-day trek. During a heat wave, by the way. With the dog? With the dog. I thought the dog was going to die, y'all. I was like, oof. (laughs) What did we do? Also, because I was pulling a U-Haul. In the heat, my heat, my air stopped working. At least the car is being overworked. It was just like, what's going on? Oh my gosh! What and kind of car are you driving? A Toyota Tercel? No, my uh, my my baby, the baby sneaker. The baby sneaker. <laughs> the baby sneaker made that trip. Made that trip. Oh my gosh! So I'm gonna sleep beside him. I'm gonna <laughs> sleep beside him. Y'all just say my car look like a baby sneaker. Nobody can tell me different. My old car wouldn't have made it. It would have been on the side <laughs> in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Like. You're hiking. Where would I want to go for a road trip? Um, you know, I did a road trip from Ghana to Togo. Okay. Which some people might be like, I mean, you drove to one place. They're like, you drove to one place. That's not a road trip. But uh, the distance is so much further. America, mm. people don't understand that in other places, distance is different. Okay. America, you'd be like, oh, I'm in this state. Now I'm in this state. Real lickety slit. That ride from Ghana to Togo was a true. <laughs> How was the scenery, though? The scenery was interesting because... 
you are like seeing villages okay. like on the uh, like on the side of the road like mm-hmm. but then you're like trying to peek back like how far does this village go you know but i thought it was going to be a lot more just like elements to it and it was not there no elements on this on this trip it was not i've also been on a road trip from paris to Amsterdam. Okay. Uh, that was pretty cool. I did that. You passed through Belgium. I did that. But I would love to go on a road trip. Hmm. I mean, you know what? This has nothing to do with road trips, but I don't want to go on a road trip. I want to sail. I want to sail up the islands. I want someone to say sail the seven seas. <laughs> I want to sail up the islands. A friend of mine's dad, like, he does it, like, every year. I just need to get it together and do it. That's not like a lot of work. Sailing a boat seems just like, ooh. Hi. <laughs> I mean, it's just also just once in a lifetime. So uh, my next door neighbors, they're going on some fancy trip this year. And I'm like, you know what? Th- next year we doing it. Okay. We doing it. She said it, y'all. So if she don't do it, you got to call her and be like, what happened to the second <laughs> What Still happened? Vote. Well, what do we got coming up next hour? We got to talk about this crazy podcast clip that's been going viral, Amanda, where someone said that cheating is worse than abuse in a, in a marriage. So we got to talk about that down because that's crazy. And we're going to talk about some other, you know, things that people should or shouldn't endure in relationships, plus 60 second headlines. All that and more right here at the Amanda Seals Show. Don't go anywhere. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. These podcasts be doing too much. I know we want the Biden administration to like, you know... Cover reparations, police police brutality, but they gotta get these podcasts under control. <laughs> the podcast—that's the real epi- podcasts are like crack. It's in the true. 80s. It's true. It's like the crates in the doing the crates. It's challenge. the crates in the crate challenge. We gotta get it out of here. So there was a viral clip from a podcast that actually said this. Y'all can listen to it better, and I can explain it. Okay. Young and goes into a marriage and has kids when they're like 18, 19, 20. A year into the relationship, it gets really, really abusive. Even though it might be rare from what you guys think, it uh, if it would happen, what would you recommend for those people? Would they divorce or do you want them to keep going in the relationship? Keep going. You can't divorce. That's not a real thing. Even though it might be like physically yeah, abusive. You got to endure. People are too. You want to stick into the relationship? People are just. See, I mean, look, people I'm nowadays be are just. Okay, endure. Endure. That's crazy, right? Listen, I've been I'm still mad at Michelle Obama telling y'all to stay with somebody when you've been when you hate them for 10 years. But she definitely didn't say stay in the domestic violence. That was, but that's my yeah, point. Like yeah. I was I was already mad at I don't like the man for 10 right, years. And I gotta stay. And I gotta stay. Now y'all telling me the man beat me in my face, mm-hmm. but I gotta endure. Also, who are these men? That's the crazy part. You Whom know, are they? You can get a mic off Amazon, so yeah. <laughs> it's real easy to start a podcast. I just wish Audacity was at the same inflation as gas prices because the way people have it out here is just so extra. Well, they did go on and say also in the in the clip, basically the woman challenged him. Like, hey, what about cheating? Is cheating ground for divorce? And they mm-hmm. were like, absolutely. If someone's cheating on you, you got to divorce them. Got to divorce them. So apparently cheating is grounds for divorce, but you got to endure domestic violence. They just wanted to get on. They just wanted to get viral and they got it. Good for y'all. <laughs> Kudos. You did that. Because that's insane. And Very ultimately, insane. both reasons. You know what's a reason for divorce? I don't want to be married to you. Yeah. At, for anything. The smallest thing. If you don't want to be here, don't. we shouldn't be here. At- Let me tell you something. We are not... Henry VIII and and having to create a whole other church to get divorced. That's done. Okay. That did happen. He cre- literally was like, y'all ain't gonna let me get divorced. I'm making a new church. I'm out of here. Church of England it is. Y'all gonna let me get divorced? Great. Let's Praise be. So that's not the situation. At this point, marriage to me is 
as spiritual as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. It's as transactional as you want it to be, mm-hmm. but it should never feel like a prison sentence. Mm-hmm. And you should never in any scenario endure violence in your I, relationship. I didn't know I needed to say that. Well, no, you, you didn't, <laughs> like, but like, you're right though. You're so right. Because I know people are listening in, in their cars. So even if you're in a situation right now, you know, do your due diligence to make sure you're able to leave that situation because, you know, we need people here. We want you here. And we've seen so many scenarios where it, it starts off one way and it ends Escalates, with people's yeah. lives. Losing their lives. Yeah. You know, the other part of it is just the reality that someone who loves you will not harm you. And that's just the facts. Someone who loves you will not harm you. And oftentimes people just are constantly trying to reconcile that mm-hmm. and make it into something else. They're trying to rationalize, well, no, this is happening because, mm-hmm. and I, I did this and you know, that's the situation. Bottom line, physical abuse has absolutely no place in relationship, nor does emotional right, abuse, right. nor does mental abuse. And even though the, the show, the maid uh, on Netflix was very much trying to make it like this white girl was having a tough time or whatever, but she, I'm just like, mm, okay. What it does demonstrate though is emotional abuse. Mm. And I think for a lot of folks who may not be able to necessarily identify what the diff- like what that is and if they're experiencing it, it does, I think in a really clear illuminating way, show you like this is what emotional abuse is and you don't have to take it. I agree, don't take it. But I do want to talk about some red flags that you have to look out for when you're getting to know someone that <laughs> to help you prevent those situations. We love a red flag combo. So we can talk about that when we come back. Right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. We we love a relationship combo. We love relationships. Last break, we were playing this ridiculous podcast that said that if you are married and there's physical abuse in the relationship that you need to endure, that is absurd. You do not need to do that. Don't even listen to that. However, uh, we want to talk about some red flags mm-hmm. before you even get to marriage. <laughs> when you first meet them. One thing for me, Amanda, I'm always curious how someone argues with you. Like mm-hmm. we have like a, a disagreement. It's something like, it could be something petty like, Oh, I don't like uh, shrimp on my grits or whatever. It could be anything. And how they decide to present the information to you. Like, how does it, does it escalate? Like, <laughs> if we're having a playful conversation, are you getting like too serious? It's like, what's going on? You know what? It's so interesting that you say that because I remember when I was like starting to talk to somebody and they were like, oh, I bet you I know. They were like, um, I know every song, like I know every R&B song or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty good. Like, I feel like right. I know a lot of songs. And they were like, oh, do you? And they were immediately competitive. And I was like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so they were like, okay, well, what about this song? So then they like, n- like saying like a lyric. And I was like, mm, this sounds like really familiar. But I just can't put my finger on it. And I was like, I give up. And they were like, ha, see, you don't know. And I was like, and I see you doing too much. I don't know. I was on Jeopardy. I'm I, sorry. I, you do it. You're doing too much. And that was the red flag. And that person turned out to be like an actual evil person who actually like publicly lied about me and like affected my oh. entire life. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> the red flag. I mean, I definitely want to date with somebody where. We had, went to see a movie and we both had like different interpretations of the movie. You know, I'm a, I like to talk about movies and stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. like that. And I think they were also like into like directing and like writing. So we have this artistic conversation. Yes. But they were getting like so heated over this like thing. I'm just like, <laughs> we, we just talking about the movie. Like, I didn't talk about your mama. Like, are you, we good? And just like that, it kind of like rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, we ended up stopped talking about something completely different. Mm-hmm. But just in that, I was like, hmm. 
is this if you arguing over this small thing like this, what if we're actually something serious and it was escalating? What what this actually turn into? Because I'm not doing it. I don't like to argue with people. Now let me tell you, I actually love arguing with people, <laughs> but <laughs> I like debating. I like debating. Debating. Y'all can debate um, you, but all that hollering. Oh yeah, the hollering. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. We, we don't got the time. That's like they would get like louder. I'm like, why are you yelling? We just talking. It's too much. You know, some people don't know that you can just talk. <laughs> Clearly. For real. Like some people just don't know. I just a side note. I can't stand when you have an exchange with somebody and they are like literally acting as if they don't know what you're saying. Mm. And so then you keep having to like reiterate and now you're getting, you are getting more passionate and they're mm. like, why are you, why are you getting more passionate? It's like, you know, you've been here this whole time. Cause you're not, it's not clicking. You know exactly what we got going on right mm-hmm. here. Quit trying to play with me. Quit gaslighting me. Um, Okay, so here's one of my red flags. What? How someone treats themselves. Okay, expound upon that. So I always say that, you know, you really got to figure out is someone going to make decisions that better their lives Mm -hmm. or they just make decisions to make themselves feel better. Okay. Because that is a real true testament of like how someone loves themselves and like just kind of where they're grounded. Because if they don't love themselves, maybe they're not going to be able to love you. Facts. And you can kind of get an idea about that from people. I remember like back in the day when I was dating somebody and I just saw the choices that they would make for themselves. Mm. And it's like, you can't possibly love yourself if this is the choice you're making for yourself. You eat a slice of pizza and an orange soda every single day, even though there's other options. Even on a basic level, I'm looking at you like, why are this? Why is this the choice you make for yourself? The people you hang out with, they don't even respect you. These people clown you on a regular basis, but you continue to be like their lap dog. You don't make good choices for yourself. Then I'm looking at you like, why are you rocking with me? <laughs> Am I a bad choice? Am I a bad choice? <laughs> is, am I part of the, the problem? I think too, it's also when someone's actively expressing they want something different. I think that's <laughs> awesome. I'm like, you keep saying you want this, but you- but why you, you keep saying you want to lose weight but you keep eating Popeye chicken sandwiches Popeye chicken sandwiches are good now but you won't lose weight eating them especially this is, this is the fact you might have a heart attack I was you know? going to say it might have even worse repercussions <laughs> well I would love to I love hearing y'all's red flags mm-hmm. so please call me up 1-855-262-6328 that's 1-855-262-6328 when we get back I'm not sure what we're going to talk about when we get back. Uh, we could talk about more red flags. We could talk about whether you're required to endure in any relationship. I, we're going to see. Are y'all curious about what it's going to be? I know I am. So keep it locked right here to find out. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. It's your girl Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah Like the Bible. And we've been talking about, uh, you know, red flags and relationships and all that good stuff. Now... I don't know about you, Jeremiah, but I'm the kind of person where like, if you're my friend Mm -hmm. and you peep a red flag that I did not peep, Mm -hmm. please wave the flag and let me know. Let you know. It's six flags over Georgia. (laughs) Let me know. We got to talk about it. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Are you that kind of person? I try to be. I think I try to be, but I also, okay. Two things. I have two thoughts. Me as Jeremiah, I feel like I'm the person I feel like I have to say it. So I could, it's on record. Like, I That's said how this I feel thing. like a politician. I got to say this. I know y'all ain't going to give us reparations yet, but I'm going right. to put it on record that I said we should get reparations. Because people be, be like, why didn't you tell me? I did tell you. You didn't listen. <laughs> but I think too, at a certain, depending on the relationship with, with that person, I always evaluate that too. Like, do I feel like this person can receive this from me? Absolutely, yeah. Because sometimes you can have the best intentions, but they can't receive it. It's like, mm, and also, I guess, also how how dire is the red flag? Because sometimes it's the red flag for me, 
But you all for it. You was like, oh, I, I don't care if he come in at three o'clock in the morning at his leave his baby mama house. That's no, a, but that's the thing. <laughs> Even though you say that you don't care, it's like, but you do care. Right, 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 right. So I, I, I'm, I'm both. I try to be, but sometimes I'm not always effective. I'm like, okay, let me, let me get like three more red flags to come back with. <laughs> like he did this too. Now, do you feel like you have been kind of like a voice of reason in the opposite way before where like somebody was like, this is a red flag, it's a red flag. And you had to be like, okay, let's reevaluate. Because mm-hmm. I know that I feel like I have friends who are in their, their own way, like mm-hmm. who can just be their, their, their worst enemy, right? right? Because they've got all these like very specific things that they consider to be expectations and standards. Mm-hmm. But really it's like, no, those are trigger, triggers and mm-hmm. you're projecting. Right. And so, and then when we talk about it, it's like, oh, I guess that really isn't, that wasn't, oh, I guess he wasn't. I remember when my homegirl told me that she was like, Talking with this dude and, and she heard me in her head say, you know, it doesn't have to be an argument. <laughs> <laughs> that's real though. Everything has a, doesn't have to be an argument. I think I try to uh, give in anything, try to give a different perspective. If someone tells me something, I'm like, oh, well, consider this perspective. Whether I'll, it's like my brain naturally does that. If you tell hmm. me something, I'm like, oh, well, what about this perspective? Whether I necessarily think that's true, I just like offer it. Cause it's like sometimes, even for me, I'm like, wait, I'm thinking about this one way, but it could be this other thing too. And I don't, I've invested in, oh, they did this because of X, Y, Z versus, yeah. oh, well, maybe they did it because of this. And then also just interrogate it, communicate. Why did you do this thing? Mm-hmm. Instead of just creating the assumption around, oh, they did this thing because X, Y, Z. I think that's what we all do. We start with this assumption thing. Mm-hmm. And I think reality TV has made it even worse. Like you just watch so much TV <laughs> that you start at, applying that to your life. I, felt, I think folks really be like, treating their lives like it's a plot on a TV show. And a lot of times the simplest answer is the actual correct answer. Like, where's the person? No, they're not (laughs) over there with your cousin and making out and, you know, stealing from your, your Venmo account. Like they're probably, no, they said they were going to the gas station. They're, they're at the gas station. And now you're showing us at brunches. Like what's going on last time? In your bonnet and your pajama (laughs) pants and your house shoes. And now you can't go to the dentist after because she says she won't accept you. I am screaming, but no, I think, I think as a friend in general though, like, please, even if some of your friends are like, my man, my man, my man, you got to be like, your man is giving out red flag. Because sometimes people will, you just have like the- It's um, a red flag when you're my man, my man, my man. Yeah. I, 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 once I, you hit me with all those, my mans, I'm like, what's your problem? Like, you got it. You got it. With the you and your man right after the sunset. Please. Don't, don't tell me nothing else about you and your man. <laughs> but I think too, I think sometimes when you're in a situation, you, you aren't seeing clearly. You're like, I love them. I got, you got your rose colored glasses on versus if I don't like him, I'm just seeing him for who he is. Well, the biggest difference is not that they are so blinded. This is what you learn when you get older. I feel like it's like, oh, I'm not blinded by like this person being so incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm blinded by my desire. Ooh. That's what I'm blinded by. Okay. I'm blinded by this person meeting a need or a want that I'm driven by. And that's why I always tell people like that first three months, don't apply that need or that want to that person because the first three months is when people will show you all the flags. Mm-hmm. That's they are one. just flagging it, flagging it, flagging it. So keep your keep your heart three stacks. They're fulfilling the desire you have. Okay. Y'all heard that? Write that down. <laughs> Write that down. Keep your heart three stacks. All right. We got the uh, 60 second headlines when we get back. I know we've been group chatting all day, but don't think that's going to stop us from giving you the news. So don't go anywhere because we will be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all, this is the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. It's a group chat Thursday, but that doesn't stop us from filling you in on the things going down around here. 
It's 60 Second Headlines. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah, like the Bible, let's run it down. Let's do it. So Twitter's live stream event with Ron DeSantis crashed and was delayed after you just logged on to hear DeSantis announce his 2024 bid. A mess. <laughs> a musk mess. Also, Target pulled some LGBTQ plus merchandise from stores ahead of Pride Month after threats to their workers. Everybody needs to stop folding and start standing up. Because one thing the gays going to do is they going to fight. So Target, what you doing? Well, the largest LGBTQ rights organization in the United States joined other civil rights organizations, including the NAACP, on their travel advisory warning y'all to stay away from Florida. See? Keeping rainbows out of Florida. They, they, they don't deserve it. Also, Monica gifted her son $18,000 to invest in his own business for his 18th birthday. I hope that he was happy. I know that he wasn't, but I feel like he, I hope he got some Jordans as well. All right, last one. The Gap is being sued for unapproved alterations to a storefront that they leased for Kanye West's clothing line. I mean, I don't have any. I never, I'm, I'm, I'm all out. I'm spent. <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, you can help him out. Send him some money to pay Monica could. She got 18000 for his <laughs> her son. She can throw him a couple of dollars for his business. I'm screaming. That is the 60 Second Headlines, y'all. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. I pretty much feel like this uh, DeSantis launch mm-hmm. for his campaign is going to be indicative of his actual campaign. Yikes. It's going to be a crash <laughs> and burn, just like the Twitter servers here on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the With Jeremiah, like the Bible, on this date of Monday, sorry, of May 25th. Uh, you know, in 2020, this is the fateful day of George Floyd's murder. It is. Ooh. Yeah. And set off a chain of events for the country, the world. It sure did. And uh, what it also continued to illuminate is the way in which black folks are continuously marginalized. Mm-hmm. And uh, vilified mm-hmm. and terrorized in this country. And so this hour, we actually have uh, Mari Kopney, Lil Miss Flint, who's going to be joining us to talk about the actual continued toxicity of the water in Flint, Michigan. I know a lot of people feel like, well, what's going like we, it hasn't been fixed. Right, we did that. We, we solved that. I mean, they exonerate like they literally exonerated the, the people who were responsible for it. They didn't have to serve any issue. They didn't have to serve any time. They didn't have any uh, repercussions, etc. And I don't know that we've heard of any big, great victory. Which lets us know that it continues to be a plagued a plagued city. So we're going to talk to Mari Copney, who's going to get us up to date on that, and also let us know how we can help to continue to platform this conversation and to support the growing and continuous effort of uh, Flint, Michigan, getting clean water. Because if they're not going to do it, we got to do it for, for ourselves. That's all, But you know what? That was always the black way. Mm. Until god dang integration. They got us with that one. They did. They got us. 
It's all good. You know, we still here. We still here. All right. We still here. Uh, anything else you want to let the people know? I think, you know, also this coming up is our we have my most likely to oh give out a seal short superlative to another black fave. You know, we love Little Miss Flint. There's someone else I also love. Okay. I'm give out some flowers too. All right. Awesome. Well, make sure you keep it locked right here. And if you've missed any of the show or any other episodes, and you can go to wherever you get your podcast and just put in the Amanda Seal Show. You can also check out my other podcast, Small Doses. This week we have author, historian, and my former professor, Dr. Robin D.G. Kelly, joining us to talk about side effects of African-American studies. And we all know that the side effects of not teaching African-American studies would be incredibly problematic and uh, have long, 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 long-term repercussions to the way this country continues to develop. Well, he's going to talk to us and just give us more insight into that. So make sure you check that episode out. You can also watch it on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. It premieres today at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at Amanda Seals TV. All right, it is time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Yes, y'all, this is the Amanda Seals Show, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, joined by Jeremiah Like the Bible. I'm sorry I said your name, joined by. Hello, Jeremiah Like the Bible. <laughs> so um, I wanted to just give some context. We actually have a, a guest coming up this hour with Little mm-hmm. Miss Flint, Mari Copney. And I don't know about you, but I thought that the Flint water crisis, I, I knew that, of course, it wasn't completely resolved, but right. I didn't know that it was still at fever pitch, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that people were still trying to get like literally bottled water, right? Uh, that there was still not a true fix to the piping, et cetera, et cetera. And this was brought to my attention on the heels of Daniel Penny Perry. I can't remember which one, but the man who murdered Jordan Neely on mm-hmm. the New York subway train raised over $2 million in like 48 hours for his legal fund. With the help of Ron DeSantis Correct. in Florida. And so Mari Copney, Little Miss Flint, She is a young lady who we've seen for years and years uh, that would be holding up signs, you know, that Flint still doesn't have clean water. And she said, you know, it's really crazy that y'all raised two million dollars for this man in 48 hours. But I still haven't raised a million dollars to get water filters for Flint in four years. Mm -hmm. Her fund is at like six hundred thousand something or other. And so I said, you know what? I want to use my platform to help bring more attention to this. So we had a video that we showed us my funny in black and we put up the QR code for people to hopefully, you know, um, donate. We've also shared it on my Instagram and we've also talked about it on the podcast. And here we are at the radio show, the Amanda Seals show. And so we wanted to give her a platform to, you know, kind of just remind us not to forget about Flint. Right. Because also, I think the interesting thing about Mari being the face of this is that she's the next generation of, yes. of young people and kids who are growing up. And not just Flint. We see, like, other environmental crises happening, happening across the country. <sighs> Flint is just the one we know so much about. We, we also had the one in um, East Palestine with the train with derailment. With the train derailment. Also, the, the water crisis happening in Jackson, the, Mississippi. Mississippi as well. And those are the three that, that we, that that we know about. Right. right. And I'm sure there are a lot of other stuff under the rug that we haven't uncovered or that hasn't had any, like, expo. They have been. So I'm actually excited to talk to her and see just you know how we can help her improve this work. Well, earlier in the show, we did talk about how Gen Z are the next folks to come through and really make change. So we know that she is a part of that generation and she's already been making change and we'd love to hear more about it. So stick around because she's coming up with us right here at the Amanda Seal Show when we get back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all. We are here at the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals and Jeremiah like the Bible. And as promised we are joined by Lomas Flint aka Amari Copney 
And, uh, you know, I've been... T- Co- what did I say? I said Copney is Copney thing. I've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. It's Copney. <laughs> um, it's actually spelled that way as well. So that's definitely my grammatical mistake. We want to give you the opportunity to speak your truth about what's going on with Flint. Because I can tell you, a lot of people really think that the water in Flint has been fixed. Mm-hmm. So it can you just not. catch us up? Can you just catch us up? I know um, when we saw your post about how deplorable it is that all this money was raised for this murderer, Daniel, whatever in uh, New York. And yet you still have not been able to reach the million dollar goal for water filters. I know a lot of folks were like, wow, that really is like terrible that we as a community haven't been able to meet that goal. But I think a lot of people didn't know that that was a still, that's still a need. So can you tell us the status of what's going on in Flint? Okay. So first off, Flint still isn't fixed. Like, so it's literally been nine years. It's been nine years and we still don't have clean water. And yet there's people out here saying that, oh, Flint is fixed. We have clean water. No, no, we do not. There is no clean water here. We are still using bottled water. We still have to use water filters on everything the, for the shower, even to like underneath the sink. Like it's still bad. It's it's not fixed. And the mayor, Mayor Neely out here saying that the water, you know, the pipes are getting fixed and yet. Last time I checked, before he before he took, you know, a mayor office back in 2019, the pipes was already about to, you know, be done and get fixed when we had Karen up inside office. But yet, now that Neil is in office, the water is somehow magically not even done. It's not even fixed. There's no fixture here. So, that's, like, be so for right now. Like... <laughs> Like nearly just be so for I really hope that he hears this too because he need he need to listen to this cause he out here lying to the whole city of Flint. Lying to the whole city. The whole country actually. So the water here still is not fixed. Oh, I'm curious to know, Mari. You're as a young person, you're 14 years old, you're a teenager. What is it like I'm 15. for you? They've seen now. Oh my God! Yeah. I think people still see you as like the little baby, young girl with the sash. <laughs> yes, but you're growing up before our eyes. And I just want to also applaud you for your work at your young age. Yep. Um, but what is it like also for you and your peers also to be experiencing this growing up? As you said, like Flint still currently does not have clean water. I mean, growing up for me, I had to learn to not use like the tap water to like brush my teeth and to like even take bubble baths like. Like, it would Mm. really give us, like, bad rashes. Like, I remember it literally, like, the water gave my little sister a rash so bad it looked like a chemical burn. She had to be wrapped inside, like, special ointment and literal, like, plastic wrap to try to heal her skin because of how bad it was. So, we had to, like, so growing up, like, me and my siblings, like, and my friends, too, like, when we were younger, we had to learn how to not use the water and we had to stick to bottled water. When we get back, we're going to continue talking to Mari Kopney about what's going on in Flint, Michigan and the status of things. And we also want to get you all to donate mm-hmm. to her ongoing GoFundMe to get water filters for Flint, Michigan. Mari, where can people get the information for your GoFundMe? GoFundMe.com slash Water. I think I got that right. Yeah. Yeah. GoFundMe.com slash Water. So team like a like a football team team. Yeah. Yeah. So T E A M as in Michigan Mari Water. All right? Yes. That's M A R I Water. We'll be right back yes. at the Amanda Seal show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal show. We up. 
Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, joined by... Jeremiah, like the Bible. And we are so honored to have our guest, Mari Copney, out of Flint, Michigan, joining us. You've known her for years and years as Little Miss Flint. And you know what? I really wish that we didn't know you. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I feel like, unfortunately, the visibility that you've had was associated with such a terrible... Uh, scenario that happened in your town and in Flint, Michigan, we now know for a lot of people, they didn't know that the water still hasn't been cleaned. What made you say, you know what, I'm going to put up this post comparing the money that was raised for Daniel Perry and or Dan Penny. I can never remember, but what made you say, I'm going to put up this post comparing how people raised so much money for him and they still haven't raised money to get water filters in Flint. Okay, so basically why I compare the two is because, one, I'm a little black girl from Flint, Michigan. So, you know, if I was white, you know, if I was white and all that, I feel like I would have already been reached my my filter goal. But since I'm not white, I didn't reach my filter goal. Like, it's, it's not adding up. Like, I don't understand how people can literally sit there and donate money to a literal murderer. That don't make no sense at all. At all. At all. But I'm curious, Mari. Um, just for people to know, also, like, you're raising money for the water filters. What are all the ways the water filters will be used around the community once they donate to the campaign? Okay. So the water filters won't, won't just be donated here inside Flint. They'll be shipped all around, like... They'll be shipped all around the U.S. because, unfortunately, Flint is not the only, like, state, not state, city. City. Flint is not the only city that has dirty water. Like, there's Newark, New Jersey. They have bad water. Jackson, Mississippi. Like, they have terrible water. Like, and most people don't realize that America has a water crisis. It's not talked about Mm -hmm. enough because people assume that if you live in, like, one of the higher, you know, like, one of the higher end, um, like, one of those, like, higher up states, you, you people think that they have, like, this automatic, like, clean water when in reality, like, you don't know what's in the water unless you, like, test it out for yourself, unless you, like, look at the water levels. Like, that's why people need to start looking at the water levels and all that because you don't know what you're putting in your body when you drink water coming straight out of your tap. Like, honestly, like, honestly, like, I feel like, Everybody who listens to this or everybody who like hears this, I really hope that y'all look into y'all water. It don't like and test it too because you don't want to be putting any chemicals into your body that's potentially harming you because that's bad. Like that's really bad. <laughs> no, it really is terrible. And I think you spoke to something very real, which is when you said, I feel like if I was a white girl, like there would have been a much faster way, a much faster response to supporting this goal. And I think that also unfortunately is a reflection of how little response there has been to correcting the water problem in Flint, Michigan. Right. And unfortunately that's what we call environmental racism. Right. This, this, uh, slow to react effort for underprivileged black and Brown communities that are getting the short end of the stick when it relates to our water, our air, 
right? Our, um, our soil, et cetera. So we really appreciate the work that you continue to do. And, you know, you're doing all this while mm-hmm. being a teenager, while going through school, you know, that's a lot, that's a you lot. know, and while actually living in Flint with yeah. unclean yeah. water. So you can go to gofundme.com backslash T-E-A-M is in Michigan. So that's team Mari, M-A-R-I filters. Water. Water. Team Mari. I was close. Ooh, I was close. I was almost there. Team Mari Water. So go to Team Mari Water. They can also go to your Instagram, which is Little Miss Flint, and you have the link right there. All right. So we want to donate y'all. Please donate y'all. Like we, we, we talk so much about being a community and we got to support each other and we got to rise up and stand up. Well, listen, even if it's the little bit that you got, it goes a long way. Mm, this is the time. And Mari, again, like you are a young person on the front lines, spreading the message, but you're not the only young person, not, not the only family being affected by this thing. Not just in right. Flint, like you, like you said, in Mississippi, in New Jersey, and I'm sure countless other places around the United States that need support. So y'all, do y'all, do y'all big ones. Send some money and help Mari. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mari. Uh, we wish you the best. And I know that this is the end of the school year. So wishing you the best for the summer and uh, for your next adventure. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, love. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We've been here all week long. It's Thursday. And uh, shout out to Mari Copney. Shout out to Flint, Michigan, who yes. joined us last hour to get us up to speed on what's going on in Flint and how we can be a part of really helping the people of Flint get clean water once and for all. So shout out to her. And make sure if you missed the interview that you check out wherever you get your podcast, you check out the Amanda Seal show so that you can get a, t- a taste. Also, we only played a portion of the interview, so you can actually get the entire full-length interview wherever you get your podcast just put in the amanda seal show um today is may 25th mm-hmm. it is octavia spencer's birthday okay octavia yeah it's also mike myers birthday i don't know if you know who mike myers is He's one of my favorite mike myers. comedic actors austin powers shrek wayne's world yes those are some credits that is where's he i ain't seen austin, i ain't seen austin powers in a minute i ain't seen mike myers in a minute he was also the white man that was standing next to kanye when kanye said george bush doesn't like white people during the hurricane katrina telethon and didn't know what to say he no george like, bush doesn't like black people that's what he said he was like oh okay he was like oh well, i'm from canada <laughs> that's not an teleprompter <laughs> So that's that. But happy birthday to both of them. Uh, what do we got coming up this hour? Well, we're going to continue our group chat Thursday. And this time we're talking about some mental health. You know, it's Mental Health Awareness Month still. So we're going to do a check-in and kind of just talk about, you know, how do we deal with our own mental health troubles plus our own mental health goals plus 60-second headlines. All that coming up right here on the Amanda Seal Show. Give us a call. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. This is the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. I've been saying I want to hear from y'all about why you laughing. Because I know what you're about to say. I want to hear from them. I've been saying, yo, it far too often we as a black community, we do not get involved in elections until like right at the 11th hour. And then Mm -hmm. we're like, okay, you better do what we say. See, our vote doesn't matter. Now I'm not going to vote. And it's like that 
is not a practical way of doing anything, by the way. Uh, but when it comes to the president election, presidential election that's coming up next year, I want to hear from you all about what would you want to hear from these candidates that would make you vote for them? Not what you thought they did or what you think right. they did. What would you want to hear at this point in time as they are, you know, preparing for this election? What would you want to hear from them as their platform in order for you to vote for them? And if you're somebody that doesn't vote at all, what would you need to hear that would even inspire you to vote? I would hope that just hearing me talk about voting all the goddamn time and the fact that they are continuously trying to suppress your vote would inspire you to vote just out of spite. Well, for what it's worth, a lot of other communities don't ever stop. They never stop voting. Not, not just voting, but also staying up on the candidates and who they want to put always. in office. They're yes. always working. Always working. They don't working. wait to, oh, the election next week, y'all. We got to get our ballots in. They better give us reparations. Right. Like, I mean, that's a real thing that we can be demanding. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we need to be doing it from the onset. And right again- now. Tap into your petty. <laughs> vote just to be petty. Mm-hmm. Vote just because, oh, y'all don't want me to vote? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> I'm going right. to show y'all. And we can give you some information to make the best choice. All right? Just saying. All right. Keep it locked right here. We're going to get back right now with a group chat and talk about mental health because it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And uh, we are on top of that this month or regardless. You know I don't play about mental health. This is the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We're back here at the Amanda Seals show. I am Amanda Seals. Jeremiah, like the Bible. I was just sharing like something that I recently did to like help give a shock to my mm-hmm. mental health nervous system. Share with us. What's the situation that you've had? Um, I think for me, I, th- I think I have a tendency to like self-isolate when I'm not feeling mm-hmm. good. Like I'm like, I, I got, I got hermit. I'm like, yeah, everything. I'm that's just like right. in that's the house. Real. Um, when really you need to be like talking right, to people. people. But it's like, mm, I don't want to talk to people. Now. I, it, it, to your point, you know what you need to do. But it's like, no, I'm actively doing everything else. <laughs> um, I think even too, like, I don't eat as good. I'll like eat stuff. Same. I'm like, do I need a burger right now? Like I, a burger is fine. But like, why are you eating all this like fast food? All this like junk. And it's like, you're like snacking all these like unhealthy things versus being conscious. Um, going outside, even stuff smells like going outside to like walk my dog. Like I don't like walking a dog. I don't feel like going outside. But I think for me, I know for me, like I make sure... To your point, even though I don't want to, like, do my affirmations in the morning. Like, in the morning, I read affirmations to myself to get my day started. Make sure, like, did I, like, pray today? Did I pray today? Did I do that? Did I go outside and, like, get some fresh air? Did I walk Junie around the block? Even if it's just that, like, going outside, like, being in the sun, fresh air. Also, have I just been on my phone? Like, I think sometimes really just stepping away from the phone. Yo. And doing that. Yo. It's it's all you need sometimes. Like, let's just put the phone over there. The phone is really a real source of like anxiety in ways that I don't think we truly realize. But it's like it's glued to your hand also. Yes. And then like, (laughs) even when you're not thinking, your phone will just go like, and just look, you know? Mm -hmm. And and the anxiety isn't necessarily about like, oh, I'm worried about what's on the phone. It's more Mm -hmm. so just the fact that you're consuming so much at a rapid pace. Like, you're just like, no, 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 But you know something, you're also consuming, but you're not naturally retaining sometimes though. It's like no. you're just going in. It's like just receive, 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 receive without processing. There's no process happening. That's why the computer be blowing up. It just be like too much information. <laughs> you at the Apple store, the Genius Bar, because <laughs> it wasn't processing. <laughs> no, it's it's rough. And I think a lot of us don't realize that our mental health is so precarious. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take a lot sometimes to like tip the scale. Um, and you may not even realize that you already was going down that road. And then it'll just be like, ha ha, you're sad. It, Uh, one of the things that's rough for me is when I have to go and be in front of people, Mm -hmm. even though I don't feel like good. Yeah, that could be rough. Cause now I gotta go. Cause like part of my job 
is like being in front of people, mm-hmm. right? So like some people, if they're having a mental health moment, they can still get their job done. Like they driving the bus, they they don't got they don't got to interact. Like you know, just get on the bus. Like they're doing data entry or whatever. Like mm-hmm. they don't really have to talk to anybody. But like part of my job is literally me being personable, right? So like when I show up to do something, even if I have like the skill set to just like switch it on and off, I have to switch it on before the camera. I gotta switch it on for the makeup artist. Mm-hmm. For the PAs, I got to switch it on for the director. I got to switch it on for the producer. I got to switch the whole thing on. And like when you are not like in a good place like that, you be like, this feels crazy. Like I'm really acting for y'all. I feel that. There was a um, a clip that went viral of Janelle Monae actually. Where You ever seen them red carpet things? The big cameras is like, Zhoo, and it like does a slow motion photo. Yes. Of people. She, the video of her and the guy, she came back and was like, last time I was here, I feel like I was very like cold to you. And I didn't mean to be cold to you. But my mind was just like, there was so, I had so much anxiety about like performing that night, X, Y, Z, that I wasn't being personable. And I really felt like bad about it. Like, cause I couldn't show up as like, you know. Get I, I mean, yeah. That's and, what I, I, and not, cause not even being like just rude, just being like a person, like showing humanity to somebody else that's, that you're interacting with. Uh-huh. And she had to come back like, uh, maybe it's like a year later. And she was like, uh-huh. I, I remember this moment. I just apologize. He was like, oh, it's all like, you, people have stuff going on. It's not even like that deep. But the fact that she took the moments, like you said. Yeah, I, I don't think she should have had to do that. You don't think so? No, cause it wasn't that she wasn't her best self. Well, like, why felt. can't, but. I think that she feels like that right. because you are expected to, to be, be fully on regardless of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's not a reflection of you not being, being. personable or you not being human. human. Well, I think that's, I There's think, a difference between being nasty. Right. But you just being like, sure, like maybe you being like uh, not fully like right. warm. Because you watch the video, she's more so just, it's like she's not present. Like she's like, you know, you can somebody like is thinking about something yes. else. She's there, but she's not there. Because she is. Right. But I'm saying it's a higher expectation that sometimes is not able to be met and people will hold that, that to you, you and make it seem like you are a bad person. <laughs> Which I think sometimes is, uh, you would never if somebody's a bad person, trust me. I don't know if Facts. one interaction with someone just wasn't oh, well, smiley. Then don't check out my DMs because <laughs> listen, I had somebody in my DMs like, I met Amanda Seals in 2007 at Boston University and she <laughs> was not like she didn't smile at me when I said hi and she's a terrible person. I was like, I mean, I was in Boston. I wasn't smiling in general. Uh, but when we get back, we got 60 second headlines. Keep it like right here to the Amanda Seal show. The Amanda Seal show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all, we're out of here, man. It has been a great group chat Thursday with uh, yours truly, Amanda Seals mm-hmm. and Jeremiah Like the Bible. We talked about a lot of things. We did. We talked about the old folks at the, in the Congress, in the mm-hmm. White House, yeah. running the government. At the running point. things. Run, they're not really running. They like kind of stepping, <laughs> they even down the road. Shuffleboarding things. And also like how we're excited about just a new wave of young, fresh energy coming mm-hmm. to, into the um, government space. Yep. But also, you know, we didn't do too much now. We also like when people have some skin in the game, have wisdom in certain parts of the well, don't tell them everything. Don't tell them everything. But we not, because you got to go back and check out our, our um, interview with Miss Lil Flint. Yes, with Lil Miss Flint, Mari Copney, she definitely came through and talked to us about what's going on in Flint, Michigan. I know some people may have thought, well, they didn't fix that water yet. No. They ain't do it. And she's going to set the record straight on it. All right. We also got 60 second headlines. Mm-hmm. And uh, we heard this crazy podcast that said that cheating is worse than abuse and you should leave a relationship for cheating, but abuse, you got to stick it through. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. We, we, we will absolutely. No, specifically, the man should leave for cheating, but the woman should stay for abuse. Facts. <laughs> we are clearing the air on that. As if there needed air clearing, we will definitely clear that air. 
So we got all that right here on today's show. So if you missed it, make sure you go to wherever you get your podcasts and check it out. Also, you can check out the latest episode of my other podcast, Small Doses. This week, we're talking to historian and my former professor, Dr. Robin D.G. Kelly, all about African-American studies. Yes, the topic that has been on the tip of a lot of people's tongues, especially Ron DeSantis. Well, we're going to talk about it with a real person that knows what they're talking about. So make sure you check that out wherever you get your podcast. All right, tomorrow is Friday, Friday. It's also Jeremiah the Bible's birthday. That's right. Simi All right. Give us a call. 1-855-MANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Tomorrow will be Friday. But until then, remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. See y'all then. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.